0: Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm very honored and very blessed to have Mr. Marlon Cherry here with me today. Hello. hello. Got some new music out, and we're going to talk about the new album and just learn a little bit more about him. So let's kick this off right. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Uh, Well, uh, originally from North Carolina, uh, started playing in bands down there um, when I was like 12 years old with my cousin's band, um, basically doing like r and and funk covers. Um, eventually um, evolved into playing various other types of music, um, mostly rock, you know, 70s classic rock and roll and um, started doing original music um, in the 80s with a band called The Streets Living Theater. Um, We were fortunate enough to do um, an album with Mitch Easter, who at the time was gaining a lot of notoriety for um, his work with R.E.M. and their early records. And it seemed like at the time, like every band in North Carolina was driving up to Winston-Salem to record with Mitch. And we were one of the fortunate ones that got his time. Um, I ended up moving to New York in 1987. And um, a few years later, I released uh, another solo record um, called Pete. Um, The first solo record I did, Life After Theater, um, was one that I recorded while I was still living in Charlotte. Uh, Now, um, all these years later, uh, the new record is basically my fifth um, solo release. And I've done a lot of work with a lot of other people. How many instruments do you play? Uh, All total, I haven't counted. And it's weird because, you know, the the basics of like percussion, guitar, um, bass, drum, vocal, that kind of stuff, that's pretty much all. But if you start counting like all the various percussion instruments and, you know, I recently started learning um, banjo and ukulele, but, you know, it's not something that I feel like I'm technically proficient enough at, at this point to where I was like, Oh yeah, I'll, you know, hire me. I mean the banjo player, you know, but I I've been enjoying learning the banjo and the baritone ukulele recently also. So I'm always looking to add, you know, more sounds to my palette. Um,
0: I'd love playing the kazoo.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could tell. Kazoo guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> Because you did all the instruments on this album, didn't you?
1: Yeah, for the most part. Um, there was one song that um, Terry Roach played guitar and who on. Um, but other than that,
0: all the instrumentation is me. You have a really great voice. Mm-hmm. You remind me a lot of Doug Pinnick. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I I dig the way he sings. And, oh, me too. You know, and your acapella stuff was incredible
1: oh thank you thank you yeah that that song is actually a friend of mine susan who um also sings on that song it's actually her song and um it was basically written inspired by streetcar named desire the tennessee williams yeah
0: well i tried to compare you with other musicians but i could not pinpoint you being like anybody else I mean, you you have a jazz sound, you have a rock sound, and some pop and stuff there, but how did you get this style of music? Um,
1: well, I mean, it, there's just tons and tons of influences, um, various influences. If uh, you were to listen to my previous solo releases, you'd hear some similarities and some things that are totally different than anything that's on this one, but um, you know, Todd Rundgren is huge, huge influence on me. Uh, he's the reason that I started, you know, getting into playing more than one instrument. I wanted to be able to make a record without having to hire a band or, or deal with other personalities, basically, even as much as I do enjoy playing with other people. But um, you know, for this record, yeah, certainly like Todd Rundgren, Paul Weller, George Harrison. Um, you know, and a lot of the world music stuff um, that I've been listening to lately, and for quite some time, um, Ali Farka Tour, just various music from all over the world. But yeah, certainly pop, jazz, rock—I love it all. You know,
0: yeah, And you didn't try to make each song sound the same.
1: There was no you no styles um,
0: mixed in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I never
1: had like a a real cohesive concept in mind as far as sounds and and styles go for this one particular record so it is
0: a bit all kind of like all over the place. What's your process of writing a song?
1: Um, Basically an idea will come to mind um, from either um, a sound standpoint I might hear something um, a sound on the street or, you know, the the, the rhythm of the, the kitchen sink link, linking or something like that. Um, as far as like lyrically, it could be anything like the, the sleep talking song, the very first um, full song on the CD. I was listening to an interview with the guys from Flight of the Concords, and they were talking about the um, filming late at night in New York City. And they would find like an all night diner where they could chill out between scenes. And one of the guys just kept falling asleep, you know, and because they filming at like two o'clock in the morning and he's telling the radio interviewer, like, yeah, I'm, you know, sleep talking now. Like he was actually, actually not even awake as he was doing the interview. And I just, he's like, I'm sleep talking now. And I was like, Holy shit. I I like that. (laughs) And And I just started writing it down and, You know, I woke up the next morning and I just started fooling around with various lines and stuff. And, you know, it it came about kind of like that. And I I don't have like a real stream of consciousness sort of, you know, way of approaching lyrics. Um, A music thing for me, I might be fooling around with a guitar or a rhythm thing. And I'll just let it build, you know, simmer like a stew over days and days and keep adding little bits and pieces here. I don't even think about arranging anything until I feel like I've got enough of a structure to actually have something to arrange. So, you know, it's it's kind of hit or miss with me. I, I don't have a, a consistent process, I would say.
0: Uh, are you into spoken poetry? Because I know she had oh, some. Oh, yeah. On her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sophie Mallorette, who um, is on the final cut, um, pour over radio tunes, yellow um that's her original piece I had asked her to I I had been accompanying her and a few other poets here in New York um during readings and she's one of the ones whose voices I just couldn't get out of my head and I was just like I want your voice on my record and you know you I'll I'll just let you do whatever you want to do and everything else was just totally improv um we did like one take with her and she was like Well, I'm not so crazy about the way that I read it. And I was like, well, let's just do another take. And while she was doing the second take, I started, you know, improvising on percussion and stuff like that. And when we went back and listened to it, I was like, is there a possibility that we could use both takes, you know, simultaneously, just, you know, hard left and hard right panning? And that idea just seemed to work
0: for us at the time. You know, we we really liked what we got out of it. That lady could read the phone book i would enjoy (laughs) listening to it (laughs) yeah i know
1: she's got a a nice sweet little unique voice and you know the french accent is really
0: kind of a treat as well right (laughs) and then you break out into a song it's almost like a sympathy for the devil type
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's you know i i love the stones actually but yeah that was more i mean i guess the influence would have definitely been more of a santana influence as far as like the heavy percussion and you know crazy guitar stuff
0: you have this sound that i could hear the doors doing or the or even the rolling stones or santana yeah it's so unique yeah the whole
1: idea is just to get the music out to as many people as possible you know i i have no grand ambitions about you know fame and fortune but i do like the idea of you know any artist getting their music out to as many people who will respond to it positively or negatively but just you know getting it out to the ears and eyes of people um, as you know far and wide as possible
0: well you've always been like working on other people's stuff and now it's your time to shine <laughs> yeah
1: well i'm I'm still working on other people's stuff you know even as we speak i've got a couple of other projects with other people that i'm really excited about and um you know enjoying working with them
0: and how many different bands have you worked with oh god over the years there has been yeah uh,
1: I, I i'd have to do a count but currently um i'm working with three other groups here in New York that I'm really excited about. Um, One is called Baba Bibi, and um, that is led by Stu Stewart, who um, has a group called Stu and the Negro Problem. Uh, They actually won a Tony Award in uh, 2008 for their musical Passing Strange, which Spike Lee eventually turned into a film. And um, I'm also working with Esther Ballant, on a project that is um, basically a musical memoir of hers. Um, it's it's a stage production, but she did release a recording recently of the music from it. And Esther is primarily more known as an actress than for her music. Um, she was the lead in um, Jim Jarmusch's Stranger Than Paradise and uh, a few other films. Uh, she was also the at the time the current love interest of louis ck on his show when all of that stuff went down <laughs> so she she's done a lot of um film work but she's also done a lot of music stuff especially with the downtown new york scene with people like john lurie and um you know various other downtown new york artists
0: uh, has there been anybody that you've wanted to work with that you haven't got to yet
1: Oh, God, I, I, you know, when I first moved here, um, I didn't know a single person in New York. And then all of a sudden, I started meeting all of these various people. I think, for me, right now is just like, I'm working with so many different people that I actually just admire the hell out of, but also, um, I'm learning from them. So, It's I can't think of a single like big name person that I was like, oh, it would be my dream to work with this person. Probably Todd Rundgren. (laughs) You know, if I were going to name one person, (laughs) it would, you know, more than likely be Todd Rundgren that I would love to work with.
0: Yeah. If I met someone like him, I just I'd retire after that. That'd be the. ultimate. (laughs) (laughs) So has there been any obstacles in your life that you've had to overcome?
1: Well, I mean, it's nothing that is like outrageously, you know, like, you know, climbing Everest kind of stuff. Um, just the normal stuff that everyone else kind of goes through, you know, like just average Joe type people going through their daily lives. Um, you know, I I wasn't born into any kind of affluence. So I've been basically working class my entire life. And You know, just whatever obstacles come along with that, but nothing that I would like say, oh, well, you know, I I did this and I overcame that and look at me now kind of thing. Now it's just it's just life. You know, you go through life, the ups and downs and you keep going, you pursue your goals, you pursue your dreams and, you know, either you succeed or fail on whatever level that you succeed or fail on, but you just keep living, you know.
0: What do you like to do outside of music?
1: Oh wow. I love reading. Um I'm a, I'm an avid reader. I read a lot of books. Um I love to party. <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> I like the nightlife. You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I love nature. I love, you know, living in New York City, you don't get to experience nature. Um, to the degree that I experienced growing up in North Carolina. So any chance I get to be in a nature type of environment, I absolutely embrace that to the fullest. Um, But yeah, you know, I I don't have a lot of real outside hobbies other than music. I'm such a music freak. It's pretty much what I do all the time. If I'm at home, I'm listening to music or working on music. Um, I do like, you know, the other art forms. I love cinema and theater, dance, and and various other art forms, but um, that's pretty much my life.
0: I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled, paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions you won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like monstrosity or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Are, is it, are you going to retire in the future or are you just planning on doing this for the <laughs> rest of your life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. My my mom keeps asking me about like saving for retirement. It's like, mom, I'm a musician. I, I don't see myself <laughs> retiring. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at someone like, you know, U B Blake and all these other guys. I mean, look at the Stones now, you know, and I'm not doing anything even close to, you know, would be would considered as physically taxing as they do. And you know, so yeah, as long as I'm able to make some noise and and people are willing to have me make noise with them, um, I'm I'm all down for that, no matter what age I, you know, am at the time.
0: Well, as I always say, I think Keith Richards died about 20 years ago, but his body <laughs> just didn't figure it out yet.
1: I, I love that guy. <laughs> you, you know, I I love Keith today. I think I love Keith more than I love the stones. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see, he's been dead for years, but he's got so many chemicals in him He just keeps yeah. going and keeps going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he still sounds good, you know? So yeah. oh. he, he's
0: got what it takes. Definitely. What surprises me is I will go to a show and you know, the guys that are on stage are like in their seventies, but yeah. they they may not move like it, but they still sound like they're in their twenties.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I've been really in awe of a lot of the people that, you know, I've seen recently. I, I saw a John Cale show over the summer and he just turned 82, I think. And he was just awesome. I mean, his voice sounded great. His playing was great. He had this great crack band behind him. And that's really inspiring, you know, to see these guys that I remember, you know, I was listening to in my 20s and I never really thought about how old they were at that time. And, you know, at that time they were 15, 20 years older than me. Um, but, you know, they were still, you know, considered young and viable. Now they're old and viable, <laughs> you know, but they, I'm telling you that John Cale show just blew me away. So what is your instrument of choice? Well, if I had to say an instrument of choice where it was like, I'm going to do this, you know, go on an extended tour with someone for a couple of years and and this is all I'm going to do. It would definitely be percussion. I mean, because there's so many different percussion instruments that I get to either add or take away from my setup, depending on who I'm playing with. So it's just like being a kid with a bunch of toys, basically. Um, I'd love playing guitar, electric guitar, because of all the little effects pedals and stuff that I get. So there's an, it's another toy thing, you know, It's just like something to play with where you feel like a kid again, rather than like the staunch, you know, serious musician kind of thing, you know? So yeah, I, I'd love to keep the, the childish factor into it. So percussion would definitely be the thing for me because it's just so many toy like things involved. You put a passion in your music. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is probably the most soulful solo recording that I've done. And I think a lot of that just came with age, you know, and and thinking of not just the recording process, but the performance um, as having more feel uh, and the feel being as important as anything technically that was going on. Um, but yeah, the, the passion, I can feel it more in this record than any of the other things that I've done as a solo artist.
0: Are you looking to make a a concept album to where you could say, this is my Sergeant Peppers? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, you know,
1: I've thought of, of, I've had a million ideas along those lines, but it would take a lot of time to bring something like that to fruition. Um, I heard um, a recent well not recent I recently heard um, Andrew Gold's uh, record that he put out in 97 What that was basically kind of like a Sergeant Pepper takeoff and it is absolutely amazing so you know and then there's been like the Ruddles and uh, Utopias that face the music and um xtc with the dukes of stratosphere you know so there's been a lot of those kind of things i i think that would be better left to people who would just do it way much better than i would
0: (laughs) (laughs) well are you working on the next album no no i
1: i'm currently um getting ready to do some recording with a good friend of mine chris cochran we have a little trio together he's he's a real um kind of heavyweight um new york guitarist uh, played with mark rebo and zena parkins and a lot of other avant-garde people and we put this trio together um about a year and a half ago uh and i'm just really loving playing it and and this is a situation where i'm just playing bass guitar and singing backing vocals um and chris is playing acoustic guitar for a change because he's mostly noted as an electric guitarist uh, and we have um, this amazing electric guitarist Sulin Hago Hago, um, you know, rounding out the trio. There's no percussion so far, <laughs> but I think by the time we get into the studio, uh, we will add some percussion to the mix. Are you
0: willing to put a band together and maybe take this album on the road? Oh,
1: boy, I've been asked that question a few times over the last couple of weeks, actually, and the, and the answer is absolutely not, because... I see all of the various people that I play with and I see what they have to go through just to arrange a rehearsal, you know, getting everyone's schedules together and everything. I, I don't know what it's like in various other places, but I know New York is one of those places where everybody is playing on so many different projects. It's hard to arrange lunch together, so, <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, see them like, Oh, you know, back and forth with the emails. I, this person can't make it that day, but this person could make that date. And It's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I I see their heads exploding. Why would I want my head to
0: explode like that? (laughs) (laughs) If people want to purchase the album, where can they go to get it?
1: Um, It is available on Bandcamp. um, And um, that's for um, the physical CDs as well as downloading and streaming. Um, I know it's, you know, available for download and streaming on Spotify and iTunes and Apple and and hear music. And all, there's like a when you go to CD Baby, they just kind of like distribute it to pretty much every outlet that's out there. So I know for a fact that it's on TikTok as well, <laughs> even though like there's, you know, I'm never going to tune into TikTok for anything. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm pretty much limited to facebook and instagram you know and and mostly i just use it for promoting my music and promoting the music of my colleagues yeah and and other our art projects and then to keep it light and fun you know it's like what we were speaking of at before the interview started was like you won't find in pretty much anything political or sociopolitical on any of my social media because i just don't do that i just don't think it's like you know it's not me it's just not me
0: well it's nice to be able to listen to something and just enjoy it yeah exactly i i I get enough of the politics on social media and the media and everywhere else yeah i just want to be entertained yeah exactly (laughs) at this juncture that's a nice thing just want to be entertained exactly so you don't have a website do you
1: no i do not have my own site that may change soon you know i i'm as you can tell you know from the way this interview has gone um i'm not very big on tech <laughs> and, uh, you know i've got like the the ancient laptop and an android
0: <laughs> I i have to ask my grandkids half the time how to do stuff on a computer so yeah yeah (laughs) but Marlon this has really been a blessing to have you on my show no thank you so much for having me definitely I really appreciate it without a doubt again Marlon thank you for being on my show and also want to thank all of you out there if you are new to the channel well I hope you'll come back please hit that subscribe button and from our regulars You guys rock because you make it possible for me to do this. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace.